This is the Zach Morris Podcast, where we talk all things cycling, health and fitness, entrepreneurship, marketing, and so much more. So grab yourself a cup of coffee, sit down, and enjoy this episode. What's up, Bear Nation? This is Zach Morris. Welcome to episode five of the Zach Morris Podcast. Today is Tuesday, June 19th. I'm here in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. It's an amazing day. It's an amazing week. It's an amazing time to be alive. I, I, I really wake up every single day grateful for all of the opportunities in my life and the fact that I have the ability, the opportunity to wake up every single day and pursue my dreams, pursue my passions, and be creative is just an amazing blessing and I'm so grateful for it. If you're not waking up every single day grateful for the things that you have in your life, I recommend that you make a conscious effort to start waking up and being grateful for the things that you have. That habit has been life-changing for me and I'm sure it will be for you as well. Today's episode is all about Bear Nation. What is Bear Nation? It's a platform that I'm rolling out in 2019 that I believe is going to change the bike game, the bike industry forever. I think the movement that we're creating here is completely unique. It's something that is going to add a tremendous amount of value to brands, to the athletes, to just about everybody in the industry across the board on a multitude of levels. It's not we're not just adding value in one specific niche. It's it's a multifaceted platform that is just going to change the game. And let me get into where this inspiration and how all of this started to cultivate and come to life. So a lot of you guys know 4 years ago I started pro tour cycling and you know, I've been doing the cycling media and the news for a long time, you know, basically watching every bike race for the last four years and talking with a lot of the World Tour athletes, both male and female. I have great relationships with pretty much the stars in the sport. I speak with a lot of them regularly. And that, I guess, job, is it a job? But that, 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 uh, project pro tour cycling that I had been working on really allowed me to get a lot of feedback on where the industry kind of stands and gathering all of that information and that knowledge brought me to the point where I was invited to speak at Eurobike and teach these companies how to I want to say how to how to leverage Instagram but I mean at at that point just a year ago it was like Seriously, the bike game was at was at the point where it's like, hey, guys, this is Instagram and people are actually on it. Like, seriously, it was at that level. I had four different levels of presentations that I wanted to present. And for the first two days at Eurobike, I walked around the show and I was like, hey, you know, introducing myself to people and gathering, you know, what level their marketing team was on Instagram at. And it was absolutely mind blowing. I was like, all right. I need to like taper my presentation back a little bit because they're just not going to get it. And so I literally like walked them through the basics of what Instagram were, how to use their like people people didn't even know that Instagram had built-in analytics. 
like mind-blowing to me companies saying hey how do you get your analytics from instagram uh dummy it's built into the app all you do is click the button with the charts in the top right hand corner of your profile page you're a marketing manager you don't know that are you serious and so like that's the state that the bike industry was at just a year ago we've made a little bit of progress um but we haven't gotten that far just yet so it's an interesting space in the sense that a lot of these brands don't really stay up to date with what's working in marketing and it, it's great because you know it leaves a big giant opening for new emerging brands like some of the brands i launched this year and other companies out there that want to do things in in the creative space and um, you know, leverage bike brands through these social networks which are basically the most underpriced places for attention in the world right now it's the best deal on any sort of marketing period and going there connecting with these brands having the relationship with the athletes led me to launching my own really bike specific brand uh i had used instagram in the past to leverage my fitness business i use it to build my restaurants in colombia which are basically exploding in growth through instagram the numbers we're doing and increasing buy every single month are absolutely nuts i don't know if there's another food business in colombia growing at the rate that we are it's amazing but my relationship with these brands athletes my experience with social media led me to launch my first bike business and so we rolled out bear composites and it was pretty exciting because uh it's a it's a project that allowed me to gain another level of insight in the bike game and so when we rolled out bear composites we had a really exciting campaign hot visuals banging videos i mean we got like five thousand followers on instagram quick granted i was funneling traffic through my various platforms and getting product validation through my athletes we set it up right we weren't messing around but all of a sudden within a matter of like a week everybody in the bike industry knew about bear composites and that's something like these companies spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to do is to reach those kind of people and i did it you know for no money up front in terms of marketing i spent zero dollars advertising our campaign just did it through the back end of instagram i guess growth hacking is the is the trendy term that gets thrown around a lot today back when i started instagram five years ago promoting my supplement business in miami there was no terminology for growth hacking it was just going and finding influencers and paying them well at the beginning it was a super cheap rate to shout out our products or services and then those numbers started to increase but yeah there was no term for for what we do now but now it's called growth hacking um, which i think is bad ass but anyways we rolled out bear composites it was another avenue for me to gain insight from all of these people in need in the bike industry in need in need of information in need of product sponsorship in need of tools that can allow them to become a better athlete and so what started happening when i rolled out bear is i started to get direct communication with like 
thousands of consumers and just got another overview of like where these people are at and I can't tell you how many hundreds of sponsorship emails I received and for me you know being somebody who's visually focused really having a good understanding on what brings value to my brand or what brings value to me I would go and look at people's sponsorship requests and keep in mind like I'm primarily coming from like the fitness industry where like I find value in any chick that can you know post an, a, a good looking picture and reach a lot of people right it's not that complicated to bring value to a brand it's like okay you have good images and your photos reach x amount of people okay your value is this for my brand because I'm likely to convert at x rate um, and sell this many units if you post a picture, right? It's it's not complicated, guys. It's really really basic stuff. A lot of people like to make it more complicated, but it's it's really not that hard to figure out. So, anyways, I'm looking at these requests coming through, and I'm 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 just mind blown, just blown away at the sponsorship requests, and and just one after another, endless sponsorship requests from people that don't understand. A, that they're not qualified whatsoever to get any type of sponsorship from a brand that they're not closely related to. Like you're contacting a random company on the internet saying, hey, can you give me some free stuff? And you're not showing that brand in any way, shape, or form how you provide value for them. You know, like, why Why would we sponsor you? Hey, I see that you're new. Looks like you need help. Looks like you're vulnerable. Why don't, you, why don't you help me help myself? And maybe I can potentially, you know, tell a few people about your brand. Like, are you nuts? Like, do you have any idea how expensive a set of carbon fiber wheels is? Manufacturing costs, let alone getting it shipped here, here to North America. Insurance. All of this stuff that goes along with building a brand. Like, are you nuts? Do you have any idea the type of value that I can get on $1,500 on Facebook and Instagram ads? You better bring that value to my brand and surpass it if I'm going to give you some free product, right? Do you understand? Are you, are you, what I want you guys to do is start to kind of get a little bit into my brain and understand, you know, the inner workings of like the harsh reality of what it takes to get become a sponsored athlete and what kind of value you need to provide to these brands. Right, that's what this is, and so the further I got into it, I realized that there is a massive gap between the athletes and the brands. Right, the athletes don't understand how to provide value for the brands, and it's not that they don't want to. We have amazing people in this sport. We have some cool people. There are a lot of self-serving people, but that's going to change. We're gonna we're gonna teach people in this sport that providing value for others is the way forward. That's the way to gain the most value for yourself. That's the way to provide the most value for the sport. And that's the way to yield the best results, period, bottom line, that's it. And so by realizing that there was this direct gap, I also realized that this gap transpired not only on my level as like a small emerging brand, but all the way up to the world tour teams with the best athletes in the sport. And that transpires to another level directly to the sponsors of the World Tour teams. And I realized very, very, I guess directly is the word I'm looking for, that the reason why 
this sport, of all pro sports, I believe, maybe there are some that I'm not aware of, but I believe that this sport of all sports suffers from the greatest level of instability. This sport is on eggshells. Every single year we see teams folding, teams running out of money, sponsors just pulling out. We hear stories that are just crazy that you don't even hear about in soccer. You know, it's like Chevrolet is fighting every damn year to make sure that they're going to be on Manchester United's jersey next year. And by the way, that team is not called Chevrolet. That team is called Manchester United, right? And so why in pro cycling, uh, a sport that is growing and just the endurance game, the endurance sector in, in general is growing at like an exponential rate. We have a demographic of consumers that earn way above, you know, average salaries in all of their regions. Why do these teams suffer to get sponsorship? And it's really coming down to this. Okay, let me explain something here on the sponsorship level so that you guys can see where I'm coming from. And what we have to first identify is that there are a lot of companies or let's say decision makers at massive companies that sign the checks for these bike teams just because they have a general liking towards cycling. They might be casual riders, might be hardcore riders, but they just, they want to be involved in a bike team because it's a personal interest and they have X amount of dollars to dump into a marketing campaign and they'd rather see it go to biking than, let's say, Formula One, right? And so that's how a lot of sponsorship deals are kind of, you know, cultivated and come together. And what that does is it puts these teams in a position where it doesn't really matter what they do. Yeah, sure, they want to get results. That's what Joe Schmo cares about at in the sponsorship department at the company. Oh, did you guys win the Tour de France? Oh, okay, yeah, good. All right, check next year as well, right? So that's where the pressure kind of transpires down into the athletes from that level. But because these teams are not forced in any way, shape, or form to provide direct value for their sponsors – Right, they they're they're not forced to, you know, do certain things or meet certain benchmarks, or they don't have expectations outside of like results and and, and things like that in terms of providing value for their sponsors. The sponsors just eventually get sick of it. They're like, ah, yeah, we've been doing cycling for three, four years now. Let's do something else. Yeah, because that guy in the department maybe. Maybe they, he got a promotion and now he's somewhere else. And the new guy's not so into cycling. He likes uh, kayaking or extreme sailing more. And they want to they want to get a sailboat this year and send a team around the world. So I hope that by this point you're starting to kind of you know put together an idea of how you know these instabilities and these sorts of things, these sorts of I guess you know weak points or cracks and. In the, in the bike game sponsorship world kind of, you know, make the entire sport vulnerable in a sense. And so the harsh reality, guys, and let's just, let's just kind of identify here with one another that like this podcast is no BS. I just got to, I got to lay it down real for you guys. And if anybody gets offended, I'm sorry. My goal is to not offend you. My goal is to provide value for the audience, but 
Not everybody's going to like it, and that's okay. But what I want to say is that from the top down, this industry is ass backwards. And so so what do we do to fix it? What do we do? What do we do? And it's kind of a complicated answer, right? So first and foremost, Bear Nation, I guess, number one objective is to directly provide value for its sponsors. And so it's an international bike club, right? It's a, it's a movement we plan to roll out a continental team that's going to compete here primarily in the U.S. We're also going to have some a couple races we're going to do down in Colombia, and it's going to be partly based out of Colombia, partly based out of the U.S. Reason why is basing a team out of Colombia is just a way better bang for the buck. Um, I can get a huge house down in Colombia, host our pro team for the entire winter. Everybody can come and have a stable place to train and develop, let their brain get into a comfortable environment where they don't have to worry about paying for shit and surviving. And I think, I think that that general, I guess, safe of place, blah, blah, I can't speak, place of safety will be an amazing thing for these athletes. And I think it's definitely a step in the right direction. So we want to roll out a continental team, basically based out of Columbia. We have our, you know, sports doctors down there. We have our trainers, moped. Best of the best in the world. If you look at you know the country that's producing the most high-level pro athletes right now, like in abundance, not athletes, cyclists, it's Colombia. Colombia is killing it. I've lived down there for three years. You guys know that. And I love it. And I think that basing the team out of there is the best move for the squad. So Americans will be able to go down there. We're going to sign a couple Colombians, bring them over to the U.S. And our goal is to come out and absolutely dominate the crit scene. I want to win the U.S. crit series. It's going to be tons of fun. At the same time, we'll do like Joe Martin stage race, Tour de Bose, get some road racing experience in, and start building for 2020, where we'll focus much more on road racing, maybe defend the, the crit title as well. But basically, working our way from the top down, Bear Nation transpires into a club where... Basically, anybody that takes a membership will be able to get massive discounts. This isn't even the, the, the best part. This is just something I know a lot of people are interested in, which is why I'm saying it first. We'll be able to get massive discounts on all of the products or services that sponsor our pro team. Right? So that's, that's kind of a cool thing. Just by joining our club, you now can get... For example, 20% off our bike brands. I'm not saying that this is exactly what it's going to be because we haven't solidified a lot of our sponsors for 2019. We have great 2018 sponsors, but this is a separate separate movement. So XYZ, be able to get 20% off, you know, whatever product it is that you're interested in that is sponsored by our team. So it's, it's, it's kind of a cool platform in that sense. But what's way cooler is the team is going to have a huge, huge focus on personal branding of our athletes. So we're going to teach our athletes how to brand themselves. 
right? And not like other teams have done in the past. Like, no. When you get hired by our team to ride your bike, your obligation is to learn how to be a personal brand at the same time as being an athlete. And I'm, I'm very, very serious and passionate about this because I believe that the athletes need to have a full understanding of how to provide value for their sponsors and what they can do on a daily basis to, to provide value, to give to the community, to give to their followers, to give to their sponsors instead of always being in the habit of taking with no expectation from the giver to get anything in return. So that right there is a huge fundamental personal branding focus on our athletes. We're going to teach these guys and girls how to become personal brands. Also partnering up with one thing I should say before I go on to the next is that all of the content or a lot of the content that we create for the team, for the pro team on how to how to brand themselves, that's going to be shared to all of Bear Nation. So any member will have access to that. So if you're somebody that's interested in learning how to brand yourself on Instagram and the bike game, learning how to grow followers, build a personal brand, like that's a huge value. That is such a huge value. I charge $130 an hour for consulting. And so imagine how much it would cost for me to put a whole course together. And you're going to get that just being a member of Bear Nation. So, I mean, pretty good value there. Second thing is we're going to partner up with a, I guess, life coach. And we're going to have a huge emphasis on basically installing or downloading a winning mentality into our athletes in the sense that we want to promote positivity. It's so easy. And a lot of people live their life like making jokes about the negative things or breaking down other people. It's so easy to be negative. It takes character to be positive. It takes character to look at the bright side of every situation. It truly does. And that's what I want our athletes to do. And, and that's what we're going to be promoting. That's what everybody on our team is going to be about. And if they're not about that, they're not going to be on our team. That's the bottom line. And I think that is a very critical place to put your foot down in the sense that we are going to harvest an incredibly positive group of individuals that just love being healthy, being active, both mentally and physically, and love biking or endurance sports in general. So that's a big fundamental as well, right? The third thing is I want all of our athletes to, is it the third or the fourth thing? Maybe the fourth. Um, but I want all of our athletes to be able to not have to worry about the things that guys at the continental level right now in North America are super stressed out about. Like, and that is, that's money. And it, it sucks, but guys that are training 25, 30 hours a week, just like they would be working those hours at a job instead they're training, they don't make any money, guys. You know, a lot of these continental guys are making $2,000 a year. A year, $2,000 a year. 
not a week, a year. And so they're put in this situation where like they so desperately want to race their bike and they're willing to make sacrifices at every corner. But let's face it, that is not enough money for anyone in North America to survive for a year. It's barely enough to survive for, I mean, be realistic here, I mean, maybe a month, right? And these guys do it. But they're constantly in this state of anxiety and worry and stress and asking their family for money. And it sucks. It sucks. And so I want our athletes to have enough money, be paid a decent salary, where they don't have to worry about all of this stuff and they can just worry about building their personal brand, getting you know good training in, being the best athlete they can be, and going out there and kicking ass. Right? That's what I want to build. So essentially, starting from the top down, we're going to have our pro team and then we're going to have our club who's going to get access to all of this these discounts, this information, brand building tips, uh, videos from our, our, our life coach, free training programs from our team trainer, right? Also nutrition programs that the team is using. Very, very, very unique situation where like a pro team is going to open its doors up and say, okay, look, anybody that's a member of our club gets access to all of our content, everything that we're working on behind the scenes, you guys are going to get access to, which is super cool. Also, we'll be releasing some limited edition kits and apparel and socks and all that dope stuff that everybody just loves to get fresh with. Our club members will have the best pricing and the ability to buy it. We're not going to sell our kits to non-club members, I don't think. That's that's a decision still that's yet to be made, but I think I'm going in the exclusive club-only club direction at this point. So, how does this club provide value for sponsors, right? That's the, that's the main reason why we're rolling it out, right? Is to provide, to create stability for the, for the sport, in the sport. Keep in mind, I just said a couple minutes ago that one of the big problems with athlete development is that stability phase. A lot of these guys can't make it out of that, like, scraping off the surfaces personally i was a victim of that you know i had my contract over in europe i got sick took me six months to recover lost my contract had to come home get a job took me nine years to get to the point where i could be able to afford to train again that sucks think about how many athletes that happens to who never make it out of you know never make it back to being able to train so we want to provide a platform that changes that. And there are some some things out there, some different movements out there that you know do it, but it's typically from like government funding and stuff like that. So what we're doing is a little bit different here. We are going to utilize Zach Morris Media, the funnels that I've built, the internet marketing strategies that I have implemented across many, many different industries and niches to make our relationships with our partners profitable. So let me map this out for you without getting too complicated. Right? Remember I said earlier Instagram is the most underpriced attention and Facebook for that matter as well in on the planet right now. It is. 
Um, and YouTube's pretty good as well. So by being a content-focused brand, what we're able to do here is now leverage our audience. So we're going to take all of our athletes. They're all going to be you know, a personal brand with strong representation. And we're going to campaign for our sponsors in a funnel format. So all of, our, all of our athletes are now personal brands. And what they can do is provide product validation for any sort of product. You get a pro athlete representing. And when we campaign, we're going to campaign as a team. So we're going to drive traffic directly to our sponsor's desired place, whether they're trying to directly sell a product, whether they're trying to uh, just get emails or create awareness for a movement. We're going to campaign together, organized all by our marketing department, to drive traffic to that desired place for that sponsor. So that's something extremely, extremely unique in the sense that like when you sponsor our team, you're getting your own in-house marketing department that's a pro team that's designed to convert value for your sponsor. So you see how that works? It's, it's, it's a completely unique relationship in the sense like where you know, a sponsor is generally this huge corporation. They just give money to the team. They're like, yeah, whatever. We got our own bike team. Now it's like, okay, our primary objective is to provide value for our sponsor because we want sponsors that care, right? We want sponsors that want value, right? That opens the doors for so many companies out there to get involved with a cycling team that actually gets it. You know, we get that you're a brand and you need to get value in return for sponsoring a team. We get it. If you give our team, you know, 10 grand, which is our minimum sponsorship point, I want you to get $50,000 in value, like legitimate. And so our team is going to be able to, because, because our team is a content focused brand in a sense where I'm very visually based. I am going to be seeking partnerships with leading camera brands. And I think we have a couple in the works already that are pretty exciting um, where everybody on our team, our pro team is getting camera gear and they are going to be taught how to create content not only on their own, but for their teammates as well. And so being that visually focused, that content based brand, we are just going to blow the doors off of the type of value that we can provide for our sponsors. So that I think is enough information to give you guys an idea on what Bear Nation is generally all about. Um, obviously, those are not all of the details, but I think it's a good starting point to, again, let you guys just sort of taste what the 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 world that I'm building and manifesting is all about and where I see the future of what we're doing going. If you are interested in getting involved with Bear Nation, we are interviewing and considering sponsors on all levels and all in all marketplaces and all niches. You can send me an email at savage at bearcomposites.com and we can get that conversation going. I'm so super, super, super excited to roll out this this team for next year. I think it's going to be game-changing. And I am excited to be the first person, not the first person. It's not, it's not about me. 
I'm just in, excited to be part of the team, the movement that's going to take the sport to the next level. I truly believe that. In 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 my entirety, I believe that what we're doing right now is is going to change it up forever. So that's going to be the end of this podcast. Stay tuned to the podcast because I have some pretty sick episodes coming up this week. I'm sitting down with real estate mogul Johnny Ferguson this week who came to America on a whim, lived in his van for two years, and built a real estate empire. This guy's in the story is it's so inspiring it's amazing he's from denmark and just an incredibly inspirational guy positive guy no excuses in johnny's portfolio the guy's the real deal and we're gonna sit down and he's gonna go over how he did it he's also a cyclist badass cyclist rides super hard so i'll be rolling out that podcast this week so stay tuned to the podcast for that And that's the end of me for today. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next episode. Peace.